The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Jesus put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the close of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If his plan is going to work, then the enemy needs to play along. Now that's a plot worthy of the silver screen. In Russell Gerwitz's 2006 heist thriller, Inside Man, starring Denzel Washington and Clive Owen, a mastermind bank robber pulls off the perfect heist by incorporating the response of the police into his plan. Jesus' parable of the weeds and the wheat has that same plot, only thicker. The devil plays a game of sabotage, which only works if those on his enemy's side play along. And the devil is banking on that, banking on us. So Jesus' parable aims to subvert the devil's sabotage. 
Before we unravel this plot of subverting sabotage, a few things from the parable. First, note the scene. It's a field. That's where the good seed and the weed seed get sown. As Jesus explains the parable, he directly states that the field is the world and indirectly that it is his kingdom. He says that the angels will, quote, gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers. So Jesus' interest, his end game, has to do with this world. He's laying royal claim to it as his kingdom. Second, note the cast. In addition to the master and the servants and the enemy, there are two grain grasses, wheat and specifically a weed called darnel. Darnel has stronger roots than wheat, but above the soil, they're indistinguishable, except for the grain that they produce. Third, and most interesting, note the plot. The enemy's game amounts to hoodwinking sabotage. He sows bad seed right over top of the good and then goes away. He wants to see the wheat uprooted, and he means to get that done by the master's own servants. When they root out the bad, for which the enemy actually cares nothing, they'll also uproot the good. Jesus is telling this parable of his kingdom to subvert the devil's would-be sabotage of that kingdom. As disciples hear this parable, and that goes for you, they find themselves in an awkward position. Clearly, we identify with the wheat, the so-called sons of the kingdom. But we also identify with the master's servants, who in this parable are the only real threat to the wheat. So the parable is warning disciples then and now that the real harm that the devil can do to us in this world, which is Christ's kingdom, is the damage that we do to ourselves and to one another. Now, in addition to exposing the devil's game and confronting us with ourselves, Jesus' subversion of the devil's sabotage has three important elements. Distinguishing, growing, and waiting. In the world to which Jesus here is laying royal claim, there is distinguishing to be done. All that the parable says rests on the simple fact that there is good and evil in the world. 
And behind those stand good people and bad people whose goodness and badness become evident in what they do. So no Pollyannish perspective that says everyone is basically good and no relativism that claims that good and bad are just a matter of perspective, neither of those will do. There is good in the world and there is evil. The former is Christ's doing, the latter is not, and he cares about the difference. The difference is not always apparent, but it becomes apparent. We are living in times when evil is becoming apparent. And its often rather surprising appearance seems to demand a response from us. And right there is where the second element of Jesus' sabotage subversion comes in, growing. When confronted with evil, which in today's talk most often comes up as injustice or crime, It's basically fight or flight. Fights we have seen taken to our streets. Flight we have seen taken to suburbs and school districts, behind gates and guns, and under the guise of virtue signaling. But instead of throwing punches or running away, Jesus bids the children of his kingdom to grow right where you are now, in the midst of evil. Let both grow together, the master says. That means, don't you see, that wheat grows in the midst of Darnell, that good grows in the face of evil that good people are at their best by planting roots right where evil lives. And where better to pray? Where better to cultivate virtue? Where better to demonstrate and exercise not only justice, but mercy? Distinguishing and growing, Jesus also bids his disciples to subvert the devil's sabotage by waiting. And waiting, perhaps above all else, contradicts the devil's plot. Waiting contravenes the notion through which he often multiplies evil. The notion that evil that injustice demands a fix-it total response right now. Waiting rejects the naive conviction that we can set the world aright if we just try hard enough to root out evil. That utopian notion has underwritten much dystopia that path finally leaves us with no world in which to live. 
Waiting simultaneously says that only one who is ultimately good can ultimately root out evil. And that someone is not us, even if we follow him. It is striking how unruffled the master is by his enemy's action. Take a lesson from that. Despite the sowing of evil in this world, it remains Christ's kingdom. And when he returns, not only will he be revealed as its true king, but we who have been sown by baptism and his word will be revealed as his own to shine in his reflected glory. And for that, distinguishing and growing, we wait. Amen.